Welcome back to Prestigious Minds. This is a bonus episode where Rob and I are going to talk about subjects and topics that we find interesting that we may have lightly touched on whenever we've talked about specific people. So I hope you enjoyed this bonus episode of Prestigious Minds. This is another bonus episode, Rob. So what are you drinking today? Bonus episode. So today we're mixing it up with a little Bucci kombucha. Is that the, the official name brand? Bucci, yeah. It's a kombucha. And its favorite flavor is fire. It's cayenne and ginger. It's pretty good. So It's can, actually my favorite kombucha. So can you explain us what kombucha is for the people who may not know? Sure. It's like a living organism-based drink made from tea and something called a scoby. I thought it was very similar to vinegar. No, it not really, because it's just fermented wine or overly, not fermented wine, but that's it, overly wined wine, right? It, yeah, it's basically wine that has been exposed to oxygen and that produces vinegar anyway. Kombucha is like a fermented drink. Living organism is kind of like a, it, you can have your own starter and you can break it off, but it's it's made from a, it's called a scoby, and if you look at it into a jar, it it takes up the whole surface area of the the liquid, and you just siphon off of that. Then you can put tea, and it's primarily made with tea, green or black. I think black is kind of gives it the color and the flavor, but you can use fruit juice to kind of give the sugar, or give you know uh, let the the scoby eat from the fruit juice sugar. It's kind of like a probiotic yogurt, but alcoholic beverage. Oh, it's not alcoholic at all. I mean, you can get it, but you know, it's like if you like the taste of beer. But you don't want to drink anything alcoholic. Very low alcohol percentage. It's considered non-alcoholic, but it's like point zero three over three or something like that percent. So what you're telling me is it's not zero. No. But most fruit juices actually have a little bit of alcohol content. The oh, natural no. fruit juices. Well, <laughs> okay. Very short segue. I heard a story one time about um, someone who had a fruit orchard and they had deer that would eat the fruit off the ground. Well, the fruit because it was in nature, was rotting, and they the, the deer would eat it. Like It wasn't like completely decomposed, but it would start rotting, which means that the natural yeast in the environment would start fermenting the fruit, and so deer would get drunk from it. I've seen squirrels do that with pumpkins. Yeah, they get drunk, and then they start They like, want to do it. They yeah. know it doesn't taste right. Exactly. So but They'll climb up the tree, and then they'll fall down. <laughs> it's hilarious. Anyway, so getting back to <laughs> what we're drinking... I am still drinking a beer. I'm drinking a Wicked Weed Imperial Stout. This one is the Brownie. And so what the description says is chocolate and natural hemp-like flavors. Some people don't like hemp flavor. And while I don't enjoy that particular type of plant, I do like the taste of that, the earthy taste. Like I've had hemp protein and I've uh, had a few hemp products like the smell and the taste. But... Sometimes it's really overwhelming, but how does that one taste? Personally, it tastes like a very smooth, rounded, chocolatey stout. I don't get a lot of, uh, quote-unquote, dankness in it. Dankness. Oh, yeah. I tried that. that, Is it Wicked Weed that has the dank IPA? Yeah, but we'll have to talk about that on a different bonus episode. I'm sorry to say it. What is today's subject? What 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 offshoot are we going to talk about today? You know what? This is going to sound crazy, but I would like to talk about beer. 
Okay, so yeah. how, like, we've started a new segment in our podcast where we have a drink, specifically beer, or today's case, kombucha and beer. But I would like to kind of talk about, not the history of beer, but kind of where, like, how we got, went from our ale houses and lager houses to, like, the flavored stuff, the IPAs, the craft breweries we have now. Okay. Especially here in North Carolina. I guess this is a very specific bonus episode. This is going to be talking, as Rob just said, the beer, how it came to be as we know it today. Do you want to kick us off on that, Rob? Do you want to talk about specific beers? Do you want to talk about, like, we're stouts, porters, ales, what makes them different, what makes them the same? Well, me being no expert, but I feel like I just wanted to riff about it a little bit. Some people, when you hear beer, especially in America, we're we're kind of attached to, like, oh, you know, we have our Bud Lights and our, our, our lagers and light beers that we drink a lot to get drunk. Fun fact, I think seltzers have actually oversold beer. Like light beer. That actually makes sense. See, I like beer as a flavor a lot of times. I don't drink any really light beers. The lightest I'll drink is a is a IPA, but I really like stouts. I drink them as desserts. I don't like to get drunk. I don't even like when I get too buzzed or anything. But I like to just have a beer and relax. Not the alcohol doesn't relax me, but necessarily the the flavor. You know, you get to enjoy the flavor profiles. But I feel like Americans are attached to getting drunk off beer. I'm going to stop you right there, mainly because I don't want to go into uh, what Americans do and don't do with beer in terms of getting drunk. If we want to take it back, so I guess it depends on how far back in history, and I don't know how much you know about this, Rob, this is very fascinating. There was actually a separate podcast, I do not remember the name of it, or I would suggest it to you now, that was talking about ale houses. So back in England, where ale is very prominent, in the Middle Ages, women were able to be brewmasters and typically were the primary people over brewing ale and over the ale houses. This was one of the first guilds to allow women to join. If you don't know what a guild is, back back then a guild was basically what you would kind of consider a union today not maybe quite. a membership to a like you were it's like you, a crafts it's like a it's like you're a member of a particular trade and you join this guild and it gives you exposure networking kind of like the freemasons were back yeah, in the day yeah, yeah, okay. yeah this was one of the first one that was open to women because brewing was predominantly women based this was one of the first crafts that in England women could prevail in they could build up and they would constitute they'd be able to own them one of the few businesses they could own very fascinating so I can't speak to the entirety of that history specifically but I know that's where it started kind of in general and so like you you progress throughout the time and then you come here you go to the revolution in America ale houses were prominent meeting place of the founding fathers wow I would like to say, just take a, a short minute to thank all the women for bringing ales to our lips. Thank you, women. Thank you. So, anyway, the revolution, right? Yeah, so the founding fathers would typically meet in ale houses as it was not uncommon to see men after work meeting and drinking ale. You could compare this to coffee shops today where you have we work spaces where people go in coffee shops predominantly and they'll work and have a cup of cup of coffee or espresso, whatever. Ale houses were this thing back then. And so this is a, a nonchalant way to have your secretive meetings 
about overthrowing King George without anyone ever catching on as to, oh, there's a thing. Benjamin Franklin actually started his own society at an alehouse. I do not know the name of it off the top of my head, so I apologize for that. Yeah, very fascinating that that was like the predominant meeting place for the founding fathers. I didn't know that. I knew the Marines were starting a, uh, a bar, but other than that, I didn't really know that. It just kind of makes me wonder, like, you know, the Euro- European people see beer and pretty much beer is differently. It's like a, a drink that's up until recently has been okay to have just just about any time. Kids were not unknown to drink it as well because, well, you got to think, clean water wasn't as easily defined. If you put alcohol in it and had some of the bacteria get killed off by that, that's a good way to drink it. Uh, good point. I actually forgot to bring that up, Rob, was... Uh- you had, so these alehouses were not as controlled as today, so the sanitation wasn't quite there, but you, the England had, and, and I wouldn't even say just England, but Europe in general would brew beer. Most of it would be low alcohol, but it was a safe way to get water because water was uh, toxic to some degree because people put their poop in the water. Right. Also, the name of the society, which I do not know why I didn't remember this from the Ben Franklin biography I read, it was called the American Philosophical Society. He created that as a young man in 1743, and this is basically where they would talk about controversial ideas. Eventually uh, helped found the United States. Anyway, continuing off the drinking water. We should just call it drinking water from now on instead yeah, of yeah, beer. Beer equal drinking water. Right. 100% pure water. I mean, the last thing I was drinking beer-wise was like 7.6% alcohol, which is pretty high percent for beer. Not wine, but beer. The last one I have, well, the one I'm currently drinking is 8.7%. So That's pretty high. You wanted to talk about like, not quite the history, but maybe where it came from and how we ended up with the flavors we had today. So is there something specific that you wanted to mention about that, Rob? I know IPAs came from, actually came from England. Do you, we know, know them as do you know Indian, specifically? I know they're called Indian Pale Ales, but I don't know where the correlation between India and Britain came from. Oh, well, luckily, I do. What a convenience. Well, how ironic is that? It's almost <laughs> as if we set this up, and we entirely did not. If you saw Rob's face, you'd know we did not set this up this way. Yeah, I didn't but know. I, was, I was actually hoping that Rob would know, but if he didn't, I was uh, locked and loaded to tell you the answer to that. Hunting so, for bear. Pale Ales were already a thing, right? In order for, so back in the old world, people wanted to get to India and the only way that they could make it to India was to go around the southern tip of Cape Horn of Africa and go up to India. Now, there were some trade routes where they could get through the Mediterranean, but those are really dangerous. Ships would get pirated. What they found out was their ale wouldn't make it all the way to India before it would sour. What they did was they would add extra amounts of citrus to make it last the entire journey so it wouldn't sour. And that's how you got to be known Indian Pale Ale because it was typically made for the journeys to India. Wow. And I heard that, is it true that Indians actually really liked it? Or is it just hearsay? Actually, now that you bring it up, I have no clue. Well, we'll we'll say they liked it because they're bringing it there. The IPAs came from Britain just to travel to India. So that's why it tastes kind of citrusy. I never understood that. I knew there was a citrus taste to most IPAs I've had, but I didn't know that was the reason. Well, I believe they also added extra hops to kind of preserve it. So if you notice a lot of IPAs, well, traditional IPAs would be a little bit higher in ABV, which would help preserve the uh, beer. Yeah, and the higher the IBV is... uh, 
I want to take a quick break to thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. I hope that you are enjoying it. Also, I would like to ask if you could leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or anywhere you listen, and let us know what you think of the show and maybe any future topics or people that you would like us to cover here. Also, don't forget that you can find us on Instagram at pmindspod, where you'll also get a visual representation, not just the audio, of what we talk about here. Now back to the show. More bitter, right? Yeah, when you add more hops to it, typically ends up being more bitter. I think the reason why they added citrus was it was less prone to bacteria and fungal infestation. More acidic, probably. That makes sense. More citric acid. Kind of going past that into America, like you probably had the same beer culture, if you will, up until prohibition right like we didn't or uh, i guess until the predominance of uh, evangelical christians is what i would think because i know going into uh, that time period alcohol was kind of considered normal or more normal in you wouldn't get you know you, you would it was more of an everyday drink for a lot of people i think that kind of is a relic from when you didn't have fresh drinking water right Right. As we get further into America's history past the revolution, we have more access to fresh drinking water where we don't need the alcohol to maintain the freshness and the safety of water, drinking water. Just a fascinating snippet about beer, I guess, for this bonus episode. A little bit a little bit different from our standard uh, topic, but, you know, it's fun to talk about different things every now and then, you know? You know, I think in a future episode, the prohibition would be a good one to talk about, just just for the history aspect of it. Talk about prohibition, we'll definitely be able to hit that on a future bonus episode. Probably not too soon, but definitely in the future episodes. I think we have a few more decades in the uh, Gilded Age to talk about. The more you look, the more people there seems to be to talk about. And some names, if I'm to drop hints, Milton Hershey, Charles Schwab... What's that paint company called? Is it DuPont? That's a weird one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Imagine that. One of the wealthiest. Uh, okay. Now, we won't be able to hit every person of prominence in the Guild Age, but definitely the high notes. Definitely the high notes. And we'll even bring on some characters that may be less thought of about this age. Like, they, the names may be known, but maybe the people associated with them like harvey uh not harvey weinstein oh my god not that one harvey firestone there we go just correct that oh my god if you never heard of firestone bridgestone they gained notoriety for a very different reason uh especially in the 90s so we've got some some good plans in the future and uh put jeremiah on the spot a little bit but this this october we're actually planning a special little episode we can't tell you what it is yet because we can't have you researching it and know more about it than we do. But do look forward to our October special. It'll be a little bit longer than our typical episode. And it's going to be an all-encompassing episode. So it's going to be from a begin to end, you know, kind of straight through. So Long form podcast. Very long form. So There's going to be a lot of randomness to it. And it's going to be a scary situation for us. It'll be exciting. It'll be exciting. Especially, especially in the context of this podcast. Uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it, it's going to be exciting, especially if we can uh, really pull it off the way we envision it. So, 
This has been a bonus episode of Prestigious Minds bonus episode. And don't forget to like, share, subscribe on all of our social media platforms. Please give us a five-star rating if you liked it. Thank you very much. It helps us rank so that people can find us. Tell your families and friends. Okay, everybody, this has been, again, Prestigious Minds. Zins. Thank you for listening to this episode of Prestigious Minds. That concludes today's episode. If you've enjoyed the show, let us know how we can improve by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at PMindsPod. And go give us a follow over there where we discuss and share photographs, videos, and anything visual related to the podcast. And thank you for listening to Prestigious Minds. <laughs>